coming to get you, Barbara. Here's some money. Go see a Star Wars. But I'm trying, Rainbow. I'm trying real hard to be the shepherd. Welcome back to Long Walk Talks. My name is David Hensley. I am the owner and creative director of Long Walk Productions, and I am here tonight with my two co-hosts, Stan Wilson Lee. Hello. And Chris Wilson Barnes. Dave, this isn't Robert. What's going on here? I know. <laughs> we are back after a very long hiatus of about, uh, I don't know, six months. I, um, We're completely different people. Yeah, we've, we've all fundamentally changed as human beings. I have beings. a six foot beard. I was away. What's in his the name? <laughs> <laughs> There's an extra layer to that joke because you said his. <laughs> That was funny. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to Long Walk Talks. Might as well go out on that joke. Good night. The rest of this episode isn't going to get any funnier. Um, if there are, I broke Stan. I'm very sorry. If there are any listeners out there who are just absolute like rabid fans of this show who have been so terribly disappointed that we've been gone for six months, I'm very sorry. Life got very busy for, well, me mostly. Um, with shows and vacations and other things. So we are back six months later going to continue our discussion of uh, controversial topics, except now since we've missed so much time uh, and this isn't a, really a topic that the two of you were very hot on to begin with anyway, we are going to only Oh, wow. Do just, uh, it feels nice <laughs> under this bus. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, yeah. it's all right. Uh, you just ruined the whole plans I had for an entire year. It's good. And then, then you solved it by declaring us on hiatus for six months. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's upsetting for me to think that we did one episode and then half of a fucking year passed. Um, but so we're going to be doing... Uh, Chris we soul searched, man. Yeah, that, that's what it was. Um, so we're doing Chris's controversial opinion or opinions i'm not entirely sure tonight and then next month in august we'll do stands and then we're going to finish out the rest of the year september through uh december with just whatever we feel like talking about there's not going to be a set theme for the rest of the year uh it's just going to be the stuff that we wanted to talk about but couldn't because of the last few years have been themed life comes at you pretty fast it does is that what we're talking about tonight sure <laughs> the the merits of ferris bueller <laughs> Um, Chris, why don't you tell them what your controversial opinion is? Well, sure. I mean, it doesn't seem controversial to me, but I mean, with, with these two guys in the room, it probably will become one pretty quick. I don't know. So, I, well, I, I guess, should I just throw it out there or should I tell you what inspired me to... Throw to, it out there and then tell us what inspired it. Okay. All right. Well, to sum it up in, in one sentence, um, I think horror as a genre is trash. I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, I kind of figured. This Sam. podcast is canceled. Mm. That'll solve it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so why do you think that horror is a trash genre? All right, well, the, the, I'll just give the most recent example, at least to me. Um, so, I swear to fuck if you say zombievers. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be the example, but it's not off the table. Uh. Zombievers is great. No, man. it's not. It no, is really it's great. Zombievers for what it is, is man. Art. You know, Zombievers is like for what it is and for how much it costs. It's pretty fucking good, man. Don't you don't you try to dress it up with qualifiers. <laughs> um, 
So, <laughs> I mean, it's no black sheep. It's a goddamn but... masterpiece. Anyway, Chris, your opinion? Mm, I'm sure it'll is be wrong. Mm. <laughs> I don't recall as much back talk when you were talking about yours, but okay. well, yeah, but that's only because I have the power to mute your lines. <laughs> what was that? P- by the way, <laughs> what, what? I don't remember. Oh, it was uh, the, the, the last. The last yeah, Jedi is a great yeah, that's uh, right. Star Wars film, and everyone else is wrong. Well, that's. I mean, that's a pretty easy, non-controversial because it oh, is pretty oh, great. You, it you is don't pretty spend great. any. You don't spend any time on the internet, Stan. <laughs> yeah. I don't really. So yeah, um, that debate rages to this day. But um, <laughs> so, what sparked this? Well, the latest thing that sparked this that really made me think about it was um, last year. I think it was. It was last year. Um, uh, some, something I really enjoy uh, hit public domain. That was, you know, I saw your face. Um, that was the, the stories by A.A. A. Milne about Winnie the Pooh. Now, of course, Disney's is still theirs, but the original stories, as they were written, uh, finally hit public domain. Um, and in a matter of weeks, something was announced. Uh, I want to say a matter of hours. It, it may have been shorter. I'm giving it, I'm giving it the... I'm, I'm giving I'm giving some credence to the idea that there was a little bit of more planning into it, uh, but then it was it was only a matter a short matter of time before it was announced that there was going to be a movie, a, a Winnie the Pooh movie. Now that it was in public domain, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Uh huh. That's right. Now that it was public domain, they were someone decided. Well, now I'm going to make a horror movie out of it. And it came out, uh, and by all, by most of the reviews I've seen, uh, it sucks. Right. Um, and, that, and that was one thing, and it just made me start thinking about it harder and harder. And then, Dave, you later on showed me something, and that was the trailer for a, they, they, they called it a horror movie parody, but at the same time, it was just, just someone sloppily taking the idea of a, uh, what if, the, what if the Grinch was an evil beast that killed people in a, in a horror movie setting? Oh, was, this is not what I was thinking of. No, it was the trailer for The Mean One. That's right, yeah. Well, which one were you thinking of? Oh, I, I was thinking of Crackoon. <laughs> oh, well, that, that's just people jumping on the bandwagon <laughs> of Cocaine, cocaine Bear. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, that's, uh, and it, that was terrible. But... Cocaine Bear was terrible? No, I haven't no. seen Cocaine, Cocaine Bear. Bear. I need to. Brilliant. But no, I'm saying Crackoon. Crackoon. I think everything that could possibly be explored in that movie was shown in the trailer. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and, I, and it was just... That's not going to deter me from it, seeing it. it. I know. And it looks like, it looks like a fake trailer that, that people put inside and a different movie. <laughs> I couldn't help but think, like, we could have made the exact same mm-hmm. trailer for Crackoon and had it look like a cinematic masterpiece mm-hmm. under oh. our watchful eyes. Oh, and with, undoubtedly. With, you know, the, the materials we have available to us, we yeah. could have made a better looking trailer than the one for Crackoon. We it's could... not going to stop me from watching it. <laughs> I know. And that's But are you going to pay for it, though? No. No. <laughs> I'm not going to pay to see Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey either, but I'm, whenever Smart. it's streaming for free, I'll get drunk and watch it. Yeah, well, back, back to Blood and Honey. It was just like from, from all the reviews I said, uh, from the reviews that I sat through about it, it, it just seemed to me that they sort of remembered the story of Winnie the Pooh and then they kind of half-assed their own horror twist on it. And I just, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And it's just, it, 
horror as a genre is replete with this. It is just a vast wasteland of cynical, half-baked ideas that, that as long as you add enough gore, practical or otherwise, it doesn't have to be good. But people will watch it. <laughs> but people will watch it. Um, counterpoint, sure. you can say the same thing about every Everything. other yeah. genre. Yes, to a degree, but it's not, it doesn't quite run as deep as it does in horror. That's because of budgetary, a lot. I mean, because horror and, and, and uh, schlock, schlock in itself, it, there is, you don't have to spend so much money to make Yeah, it, the it bad lends ripoff. itself to a low budget. Yeah. It lends itself to a low budget, but that, that's, not, that's not even entirely it, though. It is just, there's, I don't know. I don't know if it's like the you know the the low level trauma bonding of being scared together or, or anything, but it's just it's it's just there there's I'm not saying it's all horror, but it's just there's a a fair decent chunk that is just abysmal. You're not wrong, I'm, and see that. No, I'm right. Thank you. Um, you you. I will say you're right to a degree, but mm -hmm. I still maintain... That degree is like 80, 90%? No, because um, <laughs> I, I see I see uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, right. and I raise you The Room. Mm -hmm. Now, The Room was made with a budget that no one knows exactly how much it is. It was shot on both film and digital from somebody who thought he was making a masterpiece. Much like, I'm sure there are a lot of horrible horror films out there that the person shooting them thought that they were making a masterpiece. Probably worse than Blood and Honey, but I will say this in conjunction with them and The Room. They were, they're earnest. I don't think there's any earnestness in Blood and Honey. No, no, probably not. This is the, um, this is the kind of um, argument that I have whenever somebody wants to say, Oh, the music of my time was just better. Anytime yeah. somebody's like, oh, music in the 70s was just better. Music in the 80s was just better. N no, it wasn't. Uh, what you're remembering, one, is nostalgia, and two, you're remembering what survived, what stood the test of time. Sure. Um, it's not like films like um, The Mean One or Blood and Honey are new to the genre. Mm -hmm. Um when people think of like horror greats, they think of things that have stood the test of time, like The Shining, like Halloween. The Exorcist, Halloween, the Friday original. the 13th. Yeah. Because we can, we can uh, uh, qualify so much of it by, you know, it's like you have the great Halloween, but everything after that is questionable. Or Friday the 13th, the original is brilliant, but then, you know, every sequel after that, you have to see with a grain of salt or, you know, just like not really pay attention to it as a work of art as the first one was because there is people exploiting the original to make another continuing buck um, and I think that goes and then the idea of exploiting something like Winnie the Pooh is simp I agree with you in the sense that it is just somebody oh it's public domain let's let's capitalize on this in the cheapest way we can and that would be a horror version of it so i just want to point out to your point dave that it, that 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 argument is sort of true but at the same time you know i don't have a stake in it like that you know you know i'm not a horror person right yeah no i know i don't i'm not coming from this from an angle of 
I remember the better stuff. Right. I, or nostalgia. I, I am coming from this from an angle of just, there's just something about horror where it just, I don't know, it, it loves to grab other things and then wither them, I guess. I, w- I would say my main, my main argument here would be uh, clowns. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I would I would dare say that the standard for for most people when they think of clowns nowadays is horror clowns. Oh, one hundred percent. Right. And now I'm not. I think you have John Wayne Gacy to thank for that. <clears throat> that's also part of it. That that is. A, I'm going to get to something about that in a minute. But I think I think part of the problem there for me is um, just that it, it it tends to like. Here's the thing. I'm not like an absurdly pro-clown person. I'm just not someone who outright hates them. I don't have a fear of them. I, 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 I'm not someone who immediately sees a clown and goes, what sinister thing lurks behind that? Right. We see enough of them every year when we go to Mad Monster Party. There right. is always that contingent of scary clowns. Right. And, and, I'm, and I'm just talking about regular run-of-the-mill, like people who clown as a profession. Yes. Like, I, like I, Stan almost did. Yes. That's true. Yeah. I, I see that, and I still, and I'm not like, hooray, but I, I don't see them as an object of, there's something creepy behind that, inherently, at least to me. Exactly, not inherently. But now, but now in public, public perception, just over time, that's the standard. Mm-hmm. That's something the whole It has been bastardized, the concept of the killer clown, yes. And there is another segment to that, which you brought up with John Wayne Gacy, um, is unfortunately the real world the 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 true crime the, the what i would call the real world horrors the um just get uh, adopted in wholesale with the entertainment portion to the point where it's intermixed interchangeably and that always leaves me feeling a little well, squeamish about horror as a genre. Well, I mean, how many white women are out there right now listening to true crime podcasts? Like, 80 to 90%. Uh, yeah, like falling <laughs> to sleep to hear the most gruesome details of every murder. I would say hi, Kara, but she's not listening to this. She's listening no. to a true crime podcast. I'd say hi, Shay, but she's not listening to this either. Uh, Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Uh, yeah, our, our co-worker, Kathy. Uh, um, my favorite murder is like, you know. Dude, okay, I tried. Straight up. <laughs> I tried listening to My Favorite Murder because we know a lot of people who absolutely love it. And there was something so off-putting by two boozy, wine-drunk white women, <laughs> like, dishing about what went on in their personal lives and then segueing into, like, but anyway, Becky, about this murder, so-and-so was stabbed 27 times, and when they recovered her body, her liver was in another state. They don't know how it got in that person's mailbox. They're still investigating to this day. And I'm like, what the... They s-? seem entirely too excited about this. Right, yeah. I don't, I don't understand it. But then again, I don't understand a lot of like true life shit like that. Um, anyway, I, I do agree with you to an extent. Um, yeah, there is, a whole, there is a lot of trash in the horror genre. But science fiction, screwball comedies... Oh my God. Battlefield um, Earth. Battlefield Earth. I mean... <laughs> Uh, Again, you could call, I mean, entirely in earnest. I love it, but the Porky series 
can be considered trash and that's just straight up screwball meatballs meatballs um and meatballs is one of the funniest movies alive uh caddyshack that could be considered trash as well in the sense of and there i will fight you in the parking lot (laughs) but but the sense but you said caddyshack and not caddyshack too so these are fighting words i will tell you right now caddyshack is straight up you know caddyshack humor yeah it's I, I love Caddyshack. I love it's it. It's a great movie. Oh, it's I will hilarious. say just the '80s in general is just a kind of a kind of a um, I don't know if, I don't know if plateau a valley in terms of like in in terms of uh, quality for almost any genre of movie. Yeah. From I mean the, again again nostalgia bias where we remember all the great stuff, but there's something in something about the 80s where we lost our minds in terms of entertainment. But yeah. I will stop. If Stripes comes on, I will stop and watch that. And what's no funny is what. when you stop and look at, like I made a joke about Ferris Bueller uh, earlier, and like I, I feel like I know it's a much beloved film, but Ferris Bueller is trying too hard, in my opinion. Yes. Um, but on the other hand, we got films like Caddyshack. Breakfast Club. Uh, well, no, Breakfast Club. We will not speak ill of the Breakfast Club. <laughs> Breakfast Club is great. Studio. Is, Breakfast it, Club is great. But um, I'm ambivalent on it. You look at uh, Caddyshack really does uh, appeal to the lowest common denominator. It's lowbrow. Oh, it, it's absolutely. lowbrow as hell. That doesn't stop it from being legitimately funny. and uh, like Vacation. Be, uh, but there's a difference between lowbrow ba- low and trash. There is, there is. Well, it depends. You can on be lowbrow without being absolute trash. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a, it's a very very thin line it to is. skirt, <laughs> and you have to be really good to trot to trot it. I mean, honestly, I would think uh, here, here's something without without some, being someone who's watched a lot of it, I would think that that line is probably uh, trod pretty well by Cheech and Chong. Yeah, Which again, I love lowest common denominator, but it's funny. It it's is hilarious. It is, it is steeped in stoner humor, something that I was like, I am absolutely kind of out of touch with. Yeah. A lot of Kevin Smith stuff. Um, I can, I, I can get, I can give or take because it's like I enjoy some of it, but at the same time, so steeped in stoner culture. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we spent a whole six months talking about that, listeners. <laughs> if you want to go back and hear us discuss Kevin Smith. Um, yeah, but I, I mean. It, it, it it's really hard because again we we do love it david with horror stuff you know so but but the thing is is like we're we're pretty discerning if you think about it i mean it's, we don't seek I'm out not discerning. I'm but not we, discerning but we don't seek out you just out. talked about how nothing is going to stop you but, from watching cracoon but the, i but you're doing that on a on a concept level of like how bad can this be but we we don't we really don't seek out bad stuff just to do bad stuff oh Daniel. but we might <laughs> we might take our moments and say how bad can this be and, and watch it but then but then again then we you and i have our lines that you don't cross on my side and i don't cross on your side like you won't watch the terrorizer uh terrifier stuff and i and i think they're great oh god no um, and that includes i'll never watch a serbian film watch you'll never watch serbian film and but i will no i won't talk about serbian film but uh please don't um but terrifier stuff can easily be put into your uh trash idea of trash chris because of how it exploits a concept of the evil clown and but then, the, but then it gets to a point. It goes from the point of how gory can we be, how gross out can we be, how f- 
How functionally insane can be we be? And then it flips its head and goes to the, how awesome is the survivor girl? Or how awesome is the um, retribution that this evil character faces? Um, so in that sense, are we going back to the trope of horror films about, is it about the horror and the, and the bad person or is it about the one that survives? And it, it's like, it, you know, it's like, it, it's, seeing it, it's seeing it at whatever artistic level that it sets, but I will, I will totally agree with you that there are those of us that are so schlocky that are all only about the exploitation and that is that is bad for everything so now see stan you say oh but we don't seek out <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be cool i'm i'm not when katie and i first got together uh, well we, we've been together uh a little over 10 years at this point uh 10 and a half years Nice. For the majority of our relationship, like especially when we first started dating because she lived right around the corner from a red box. So there would be nights where we'd have nothing going on. We're like, let's go to red box and find the worst, the absolute worst looking horror movie that we can find. That's how we saw the movie ghost shark <laughs> with Danny Trejo. Wait, are you, are you thinking about ghost quake? Uh, oh, a different one starring Danny Trejo. There's just a whole other BC list genre of horror films of ghost blank. If it wasn't for these movies, though, we don't get Danny Trejo. So um, that's no, no. This no, is a more recent one. No, and, but um, but the idea is like we don't get Danny Trejo. So it's like I don't mind no, that these exist. No, <laughs> like you Danny, say, see, you don't. You say you don't seek out bad, but that's because you have a defense for everything you've ever watched. And also, like, Danny Trejo has worked with Michael Mann. It, yes. He was in the movie Heat. Yes. Arguably one of the best movies yes, ever was. made. He's worked with Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. He's and worked the with Muppets. Tarantino. He's worked with the fucking Muppets. Danny Trejo is a goddamn national treasure. He's a and national must be protected treasure. At all costs. But He's that's not what we're here treasure. to talk about. Um, what are we here to talk about? <laughs> now we're just arguing with each other. I know. Um, I've just been letting it go. But so when... Um, I think it was like 2014, um, late 2013, sometime in 2014, Kitty mm -hmm. and I went to a red box specifically to find the worst horror film that we could watch to amuse ourselves. And what we decided on, based on a brief description and the scene, the cover art at red box was a movie called Alice Kills. The cover art is just this woman standing on the edge of a rooftop holding a knife or an axe or something just the title Alice kills. I can't even remember. I can tell you like what kind of description they gave it, but we're like, Oh my God, this movie's going to be awful. We can't wait to watch it. Turned out to be really fucking good. Yeah. I have been trying to find a copy of this movie for like 10 years now. <clears throat> so something that we thought was going to be trash turned out to be really fucking good. And I'm, I'm happy for you and not, not to trash on that. But I think that's that's kind of a problem indicative with horror, and not only but in particular, is it's a it's a genre where people just want to consume. Like like you were saying, they will they will search out anything and everything and just. I feel like there was a horror movie about that. The stuff. <laughs> they live. The blob. Consume. Cons <laughs> uh. That that I mean that that's Godzilla. part of the plot of they live. 
which oh, yeah. is a beloved the, sub- the subliminal messages right yeah. starring Keith David <laughs> oh that's right this isn't a wrestling podcast <laughs> rowdy rowdy that's rowdy, all I, rowdy, that's all we've pod- done for the last six months that's oh I, was, I, I know what answer you wanted I was yes <laughs> um uh, yeah man I just I can't I, and I, I, I don't, I don't like I'm, again, I'm not condemning that. I just, I just, it's, it's an interesting thing where that kind of horror in, in, in itself just kind of tends to lend, lend to people just, I, I want all of it. Right. But, but that leads to, a, sometimes it leads to a lack of discernment. It does. And I feel like part of the reason for that is it, it, it is such an easy genre. Sure. Now, people think comedy is easy no comedy is i would argue is the hardest genre out there people think that until they watch a bad comedy yes or until they watch bad stand-up yeah one of the hardest things to sit through ever is always a something bad comedic watching a comedian just absolutely bomb on stage the secondhand cringe is real yeah um good good comedy is difficult as hell but a semi-decent horror is really fucking easy mm-hmm. because it's just such a heavily it, it's something that's ingrained in all of us like what's that lurking in the shadows do you know how easy that is to film mm-hmm. you point a camera at somebody and you have somebody standing in literal shadows <laughs> not far from them it's fucking easy oh uh, people are terrified of clowns alright we'll put somebody in a clown makeup yeah. Uh, in a clown costume, give them a butcher knife, and you've got, Christ, you're 95% of the way to and making a horror movie right A few years right ago, there. a lot of people just made that a hobby. Exactly. I, I think and it is funny that we just don't talk anymore about that period of time. What was it, like 2015 <laughs> or 16? Where there was a liter- rash of people just doing it. Literal clowns just walking out of the literal woods holding and not, knives. And, yeah. and they, don't, they don't even do the work of walking out of woods with knives anymore. They just show up at Mad Monster. You know, They're just part of the... Decor now, you know, it's like it, they can't hang out in the woods anymore. Exactly. There's no longer a there's no longer a motif of oh we're scary. <laughs> and I don't think I, I I really think we hit a point of diminishing returns with clowns because um, there was that one year it was I think two years ago when we were at Mad Monster Party mm-hmm. one of the monster clowns was wearing a skirt and <laughs> crawled under uh, like a vendor table so that his ass was sticking up in the air <laughs> and started screaming. At everybody passing by, oh no, stepdaddy, I'm stuck in the washing machine. Oh, I, I missed think that, that was the that was the point at which I was like, wow, clowns was, really aren't scary this, anymore, this are was, they? This was uh, during my MMP part. Your your extended hiatus. Yeah. Yeah. I thankfully I seem to have missed that part uh, that point in which that happened too. So. You were with me. I feel like you've repressed this. I, but. I clearly have, and I'm I'm glad to keep doing it because for me the. Uh, uh, I don't know, the watershed moment was when Mad Monster was outside in Rock Hill and they were showing up at the amusement park they had set up and, and then they just started, you know, hanging out at the park, you know, so it's like it no longer became... You've Ooh. heard of my dinner with Andre. Get ready for my beer with Killer Clown. Killer <laughs> Clowns, served by Sid Hay. <laughs> damn delinquent clowns. I uh, yeah. So, they are they are just a blight on our you society. Know, it's so a, a low scale bu- uh, budget horror being something great 
is something in and of itself. You know what else is in it is 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 awful in and of itself? A high budget terrible horror movie. Dave, what do oh, yeah. you think of Malignant? <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> You don't have Mal- to get into detail. Uh, no, I'll get into goddamn oh? details. Okay. You brought it up. Malignant's sure. one of the biggest fucking pieces of shit I've ever had the misfortune of laying my God-loving eyes on. Wow, what a, what an actual travesty. It couldn't be made in this day and age, and it only came out like two years ago, but we couldn't make it now. And do you want to know why? Because the Supreme Court banned abortions in most states. <laughs> Fucking goddamn malignant was an abortion of a film that should never have been made, and I want to kick James One in the balls on general principles. But because this from a man who, who him Saul. and okay. who you talked about, you and your wife, who after <laughs> after I expressed a distaste for zombie beavers, threatened to kick me out of their home. And, and motherfucker, <laughs> I'd do it again. <laughs> Uh, the, we talk about like the sincerity of which you make these films. Like oh, you, yeah. you talk about like, oh, there was an earnestness to the room. Like Tommy Wiseau made an awful film, but he did it earnestly. Yeah. James Wan made an awful film, but he did it earnestly. And there are enough people out there who thought Malignant was great. Uh, I don't want to call him out, but I'm going to. Uh, Robert Bradford, new host of This Is a Work, <laughs> thought Malignant was great. I love this. Um, God, what a fucking trash pile that, of a film. That's always interesting, isn't it? Just not to get too far off track. It was like, it's like the difference between a good movie and a bad movie is just sometimes if enough people like it. Ernest, Ernest, because you know, good and bad are both earnest. Yeah. And how they're made. Meanwhile, we, you know, we've been arguing about Zombievers since the day I introduced you to it. But there is no earnestness to Zombievers. They knew exactly what kind of film they it's were making. It's silly. I mean, it's almost yeah. a Muppet movie. It is. Um, the, one of my favorite movie bloopers of all time is there's a scene where, spoiler alert, uh, the, the, one of the main girls, her dog, gets eaten in a lake by Zombievers. <laughs> And it's obviously CGI, but like in the credits, they show the outtake of this little dog swimming and you've got the puppets of the zombievers like closing in on it. And somebody off screen is like, he's supposed to be scared of them. Stan, for fuck's sake. You're supposed to treat this like the movies. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Listeners, I want you all to just turn at a spot. <laughs> Mr. Spamrisk <laughs> called me again, man. I want you to just imagine, pick a point and stare at it as though you are staring at Stan in shame that he has brought this lack of professionalism into our very professional This podcast. no longer hurts, David. Anyway, I spent six months of soul searching. Anyway. <laughs> back to Zombievers. Back to Zombievers. Um, I mean... Uh, is is uh, is The Shining a trash film? No. Why? Mm. <laughs> is, no. Is The Exorcist a trash film? They're also different than what we, what the other like because again, there's different layers of horror. I think there and are so, more subgenres of horror yeah. than there are. It's any like other. metal. It's. <laughs> It's that's like, a that, yeah, that's a very good because point. it's like you know there there's you know there's the slasher the gory stuff there is the the high the high suspense stuff that mm-hmm. is it can be supernatural it can be can be somewhat gory but it's it's more thank you now I I have to admit I've been watching the clock because I didn't want this episode to be too short because now I'm going to tell you my actual controversial opinion oh this was just the warm up yes. controversial opinion yes 
Oh, shit. Well, then we're in for a, a fucking treat. We're at 31 minutes. Well, you, you guys already almost uh, made the point, which is, or pretty much did, kind of in your defense, which is all of that, I said all of that about the weaknesses of horror, and, but that's only because horror is such an interesting, open, and welcoming genre. Huh, yeah. Because... It it is it is one of the one of the most I say equal in terms of like there's an entry point for everybody. Mm-hmm. There there are so you can take a lot of stories um, that you could put into any other genre or any other setting and also give them a horror twist, give them a scary twist, do do things like that. It is such an open and accepting genre that that unfortunately is what leads to the stuff I was talking about before, where that where the cynical people. The, you know, the people who know that horror fans tend to want to love and enjoy everything that you can, that you can have in it, um, they know that, hey, if we just crap this out, they'll eat it up. Horror and comedy are very much alike, I feel, in the sense that if you watch something really funny, you want to share that experience of with course. other people. Like, yes, I, I've seen this and now I want you to see it so that we can laugh together. Horror is like, okay, I watched this Pardon and it me. scared me, so I want you to watch it and I want you to be scared with me. It is very much a shared experience. And yeah, I think the, just the fact that you're not even a horror fan and you've been going to Mad Monster Party mm-hmm. with us for 10 years now speaks to how welcoming and open the, the horror community is. And that's, part, and that's part of what inspired this is that you, you go to somewhere like Mad Monster Party and you see just the sheer number of different people who show up to it, especially um, the the disa- uh, I just I don't know there's a be- I know there's a better term but disabled the people you mm-hmm. know people who have like disabilities, mm-hmm. and you see just how many people are there because you know they couldn't sometimes there was a lack of ability to be able to go and do other things but they had horror right. they had something yep. to dive into, and and makes and you know just make make a fun obsession for their lives. And enjoy themselves, because there's there really is almost nothing like the community I see there at horror. It's very inviting. It's very welcoming. And unfortunately, those massive strengths open it up to the weaknesses, to the cynicism, to you know, to the stuff we were talking about before. And that and that that's that's what I wanted to say. Really, is that horror? Was that is, was that the actual controversial opinion? Yes, because you notice, I, I well, I, t- I I messaged you guys the topic when you asked me to. How did I write it? I wrote it, horror is a trash genre genre with, with an asterisk on trash. It, it really is the, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. It's something you already alluded to. Right. Um, I will say this about the horror genre as well. It tends to attract some of the most like authentic and nicest performers yeah. Yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because yeah. most horror actors do not have that ego that you come to associate with like big movie stars. Oh no, no. Um, like a lot of the people, with the that exception of Bruce Campbell, but he's, he's Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Campbell. <laughs> um, like God, Felissa Rose. <laughs> she's Felissa been Rose, at almost Danielle Harris. The, uh, they've yeah. been at almost every Mad Mo- God. Uh, Christina Lee. Christina Lee. She ended up drinking at our table this year. The one of the stars of the Child's Play franchise. Her and um, Alex Vincent ended up drinking at our table Friday night of Mad Monster, and by Sunday afternoon, we were like best friends. It was mm-hmm. an incredible experience. Um, 
Still wish I could get her to answer my uh, Instagram <laughs> message, but um, yeah, yeah, I agree. So, I mean, that's the thing. I am not a horror person, but I, I enjoy horror uh, just on entirely different reasons for the most part. Again, and it, like, like my criticisms are genuine, like especially like the, the, the true crime stuff getting... Yeah. Because I, I, know, I know horror, a lot of horror has been inspired by real events. I mean, how many different things have been based off of Ed Gein's weird life? Yeah. But it's just, I mean, it, it's, it's very creative. It's very creative, and you don't get to be a wildly creative genre without trying everything. Right. And it's, the, it's, a, it's also a genre where you can fold in almost any other type mm-hmm. of genre into it. Yeah. And there. the idea that it's, it is our gateway into filmmaking. It is the pretty much any filmmaker's beginning. You know, yeah. there's it. Um, that's how we get into it because it is easy and welcoming and accessible, and and it's easy to cast too. <laughs> it's probably the easiest genre to cast. You know, and uh, because you really don't even. You really don't even have to be good. Exactly. We just spent, or we just talked about, you know, Bruce Campbell <laughs> and like the ego of Bruce Campbell, which I really don't think there is one. <laughs> no. um, it's, it's very performative in a lot yeah, of ways. Oh, it yeah. 100% is. But if you go back to the original Evil Dead, if you look at it objectively, yep. outside of like, oh, it's a cultural zeitgeist. Oh, it made this huge impact on the horror genre. Oh, it launched Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell's careers. The original Evil Dead is an objectively terrible film. It is. It took just Evil Dead Two, basically its remake, to yeah actually do the. Propelling. It took bringing in the the comedy elements of it. When most people think of the Evil Dead or they reference the Evil Dead, they're referencing the Evil Dead Two. Yes. Um, that's when we started getting quippy one-liners. That's mm-hmm. when it started getting slapsticky. But the first, the original Evil Dead. And don't get me wrong, listeners. I love the original Evil Dead. I love every entry. Uh, you just watched Evil Dead Rise. Yes. I saw it in the theater. Oh, it's My gorgeous. God, what a schlocky, <laughs> gory, fucking fever dream of a film, and I loved it. Loved it. Uh, the original is just objectively bad. The effects are bad. The performances are bad. The editing is bad. The writing, the direction. I hate Sam Raimi anyway. But still. <laughs> but you're endeared to the character, to the to the actors being the characters. You do get sucked into those actors. They're fun to be around. Uh, they're fun to watch. Um, uh, they were a bunch of kids. Spending a week and a half out at a abandoned cabin. A week and a half. <laughs> I think they it was were there a for like two think, months. Yeah. Well, two months, but it seems like it was like a week and a half because it, it you could see the cold. You can't deter happen. him. It was a week and a half in his head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I the, think that the poor girl who uh, got sexually assaulted by, by a tree trees. probably spent a week and a half <laughs> shooting that one scene. Yes. But uh, but the just the sheer joy that these when they come back together at conventions or whatever that they have with each other because they made this film together, knowing that this may not be the greatest thing we've ever done, but we established something. Yeah. We made it and it's ours. We made it and yeah. it's ours. I follow Phyllis Rose on Instagram. Oh, and uh, if you're a horror fan and you don't follow her, you should because she's constantly going to different conventions, 
and everyone she goes to, she's posting pictures with or, uh, of her and Kane Hodder, uh, Aaron Bill Mosley, or um, oh, uh, Tom Savini. I almost forgot Tom Savini. Um, who is one of Katie's great loves. Um, we've met him several times. He's a gem of a man. Robert Englund. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, here's a fun fun story for the listeners out there um the very first time robert england came to mad monster party i want to say it was 2018 um we were staying at the hotel like we always do we're me and kara and chris i think you were with us oh, at the hotel bar yes I was sitting there. at a high top table and we realized that uh like Kara realized it first because she looked over and she froze because she realized Robert England was sitting at the bar, uh, drinking a glass of wine with his handler. And, uh, I was like, okay, you know what? Uh, I have a lot of respect for Robert England. I think he's great. And you know, if this sparks up a conversation, even better, even if it's just like a, like a finger gun and a nod or whatever. So I got the bartender's attention and I was like, uh, send over uh, another glass of whatever kind of white wine Robert England is drinking and put it on my tap. Trying to trying to buy a, a <laughs> drink for the for Robert England. I think the bartender misunderstood because he took it to Robert England's handler and gave it to her. Well, instead. he's already got a glass of wine. She doesn't. <laughs> so instead of getting like a wink and a finger gun and how you doing from Robert England, I got like a wink and a smile out of his handler instead which under normal circumstances if a pretty woman looks at me and smiles i'm gonna be like yeah in this case i was like no no this is not for you this was for goddamn robert england don't you fucking look at me doug bradley it was a real night <laughs> it was a real nightmare on your street dave it was, um, uh, and I, 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 you beat me to it. I was about we we bonded with Doug Bradley over breakfast one time, yep. over, specifically over how bad the service was <laughs> yes. in the hotel restaurant. Uh, him and his handler were sitting there. We had all ordered food. Like they're at the table, literally right next to us. That's why I love these conventions so much. Is literally five feet from us, and none of us are going to be the first ones to be like, "Hey, Doug Bradley, how's it going?" He just looks over at us, and I can't do a British dialect, so I'm not even going to try. But he's like, "Well, the service around here is shit, isn't it?" <laughs> We're like, uh, yeah, because oh we had, we had, had our own tr uh, troubles trying to get a hold of food too. We're like, "Oh my God, Penhead is talking <laughs> to us. This is incredible." And he's a, he's a metalhead, and he and just and and then he spent most of the time talking about Clive Barker. Yep, is <laughs> like not necessarily about himself and what he's doing. It's just, just the fact that Clyde Barker may be doing more Hellraiser stuff. And this this was many years ago. So um, uh, Clyde Barker did end up reading writing the new the latest Hellraiser book, but it had uh, film wise uh, that's pretty much under because you know the before times and then what happened. You know, kind of yeah. set it up everything. And then there was that really terrible Hulu remake of Hellraiser that everyone else seemed to like and I thought was trash. Really? Um, I haven't seen it. But Chris, talking about all these great times that we've had bonding <laughs> over these movies and with these actors and our interactions with them, how can you call that trash? Because it still kind of is. That still kind of is. <laughs> well, if you it. think about it. Make movies is trash anyway, you know, just straight hey, up. What kind of assholes <laughs> want to do that? I know, for that's, a what I was, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's not 
a regular thing. You know, it's it's a it's a garbage deal. Profession. Or you know, garbage profession. A so. very unique kind of camaraderie in the community. Yes. And it really it's does. Fun, it's fun to see and experience. Yeah. I I again I, I agree to you agree to you. I agree with you to an extent. I still see, think that sentiment is applicable to every genre of everything. Yeah. Music, um, books, video games, painting, like high Maybe, art, sculpture. But, but this is the scene you've dragged me into, so this is the one I'm giving insights on. Dragged? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Um, I mean, <laughs> pop culture in itself, you know, kind of lends itself to trash, so... It does. It does. Because there is a contingent of people uh, who are fans of every genre and again, every art form. Everybody looks at something that they enjoy. Not everybody. Okay. Like I said, there's a contingent among people who will look at a painting. They'll look at a movie. They'll listen to a song and they'll go, I could do that. I could paint that. I could play that song. I could make a horror movie. And so they do. And nine times out of ten, it's bad. Yeah. Look, man, whatever you got to tell yourself. <laughs> you're, you're off the podcast. <laughs> if this ain't titled fuck. <laughs> Your mic's muted. Your time here is done. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Uh. I, I said I half agree with you. What more do you want out of me than half an agreement? Yeah, I, might, I mean, maybe two thirds, you know. So, yeah. So you're pretty good. So between his two thirds and I my already half, said horror isn't bad. <laughs> yeah, but we're, me and Stan are still stuck on horror I said is trash. It, I said it 15 minutes ago. <laughs> Out of We're, all the we stuff, we might as that, well be goldfish. Out of all the stuff that can end up being this is going to be called tearship. You know, this you know, episode is like, going to be called "Fuck You, Chris," isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to say the horror genre is probably the most collaborative of I know. You guys are collaborating very hard to tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) I'm I'm agreeing with your inclusivity. Inclusivity is part of it. But uh, because, you know, any other genre, it can get very director-driven or very specifically, you know, this is a passion project for one specific person. But horror, I think, is... Horror. Horror is everybody is involved in the making. So it is, it is very collaborative, yes. Um, Chris, I'll, I'll say this one last thing, and then we'll wrap it up. Thank you for your uh, contribution. I really do appreciate you bringing that <laughs> very, probably the most controversial of all our takes. I don't know. I haven't, oh, no, I do know what Stan's is. That, that his opinion can get fucked, too. Um, I'll, but what I'll say is this. Uh, an opinion... But mine is based on age. Shut up. An opinion can't be wrong. Right. You can, but an opinion can't be. So, Chris, if people want to reach out to you online and follow you online, where can they do that? Iamwrong.com. No, it's good. (laughs) Well, now I don't feel comfortable saying. Chris the all wrong. Chris the all wrong. Oh, that's right. You had to change that because it was too close to the Chris the alt right. No. I had to change it because you wouldn't stop saying it was too close to alt right. 
I never intended it that way. You kept turning it into something terrible. <laughs> kind of like horror. Uh, I mean, Twitter is mostly up Ugh. to the alt right now. Twitter's Twitter is a horror show and not a good kind. Exactly. Uh, I'm, on, I'm on there. It's Chris the okay. I am there until the last few accounts I like to watch finally say goodbye. And will you be joining Threads? No. <laughs> Uh, man, there's a part of me that wants to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool. Why the hell I'm, would I trust Zuckerberg more uh, just because he can keep his cool better than Elon Musk? It's true. I, I, I oh, and his family likes him. Yeah, I, I don't think I'll be joining Threads, but I also said I'd never join TikTok, and here we are. Well, I, I, will, I will say just as an aside to that, um, just be, be careful about thinking about joining because I think you can disable your account, but if you want to delete it, you have to delete your Instagram. Yeah, I did know about that. Um, Stan, if people want to reach out to you online or follow you online, where can they do that? Okay, Anywhere so they if want. you want to keep up with Long Walk Productions, I'm everywhere, you can visit us online very sociable, at longwalk.us very to see more of our original work or hear past episodes. No, 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 this is fun. Let's keep going. Um, I'm, I'm, you don't I like want that, to see. You don't like I, that crap, do you? I love no, people. I think it's funny. I love uh-huh. people. I think they're the greatest thing in the world. Uh, so if you want to reach out and touch me, I'm there. Look, I'll read his phone number <laughs> off right now. If you want to reach out, that was there. that was strangely like motivational. <laughs> like that kind of sentence wouldn't be out of place like at Elevation Church. If you want to reach out and touch <laughs> me, me, much like the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I told I'm you I went soul searching, man. It's you're, true. You're welcome. I have for, a six for foot elevating beard. the mood of this podcast. Yes. Um, yeah, if you want to keep up with Long Walk Productions, you can visit us online at longwalk.us. To see more of our original work or hear past episodes that are no longer streaming, you can follow the YouTube links in the show notes. Uh, if you want to follow me online personally, you can do that on Instagram or on TikTok, although I don't post a lot on TikTok, at D.B. Hensley. Thank you very much for listening, and if you enjoy this show or any of the shows in the Long Walk Podcast Network, Please make sure to leave us a rating and a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Peace out. This is getting deleted, but Zombie versus Mid. Zombie versus Goddamn Cinematic Masterpiece, and I'm cutting your mic.